back. It was like just floated 40 yards up into the air. But. It's it's sad times for Villa because I know Dean Smith was a huge part of that club, and I'm sure every one of those guys is going to be very sad to see him go and leave that locker room, regardless of what. I didn't hit the record button until now, but it's fine because we're getting into the topics. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we're going. We're jumping in extra warm. Hey oh, guys, yeah. from the Howlers podcast, we're back. This is a technical hiccup, which we'll just walk right through. Oh yeah. Um. You missed all our great beer talk. Yeah, but the highlights. Yeah, to get caught up, I'm <laughs> drinking on video. a Preble by Four River Brewing. What years was what? Float by by Definitive by Brewing. By Definitive Co. Brewing. Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Miller High, Miller Life. High Life. And don't choose our picks. Yeah. That's Tristan did win, though. I won this week. It was a sad week for everybody, but I Best did win. Best of the win. worst. Uh, and I think that's my second one of the season, so... That's just fine. Happy, just happy to be here. I can edit that whole part. That's <laughs> how we start. That's all right. On That's Spotify. All good. That's all good. I was like, what are you doing? Um, but we're good. They caught all the Southampton and Villa talk we were, we were going through, right? Yeah, we're fine. So we're all good there. Back to Dean Smith. I mean, it's it's going to be a sad day because a lot of those guys, I'm sure, loved him. And he had been there through a lot of highs, a lot of lows. But he was a huge part of what that club had become. Um, but, I mean, it's still early in the season. A good chunk of it's gone through 10 games, and Villa's not going to be proud of what they've accomplished so far, but they're not even close to being far out of it yet. That's a right. a very good option for a lot of managers who are looking for a job right now. That would, be, that would be, so, I mean, imagine being a young manager looking for a good gig. and I mean, Villa's screaming opportunity. Steven Gerrard. I think it's going to be, I think he's leading the charge as far mm. as um, he's first choice. It's I ideal. Saw, I saw, I don't know if it was an official book or not, but it was like he's one-to-one odds for the job, and then it only goes down from there. I mean, it makes um, sense. This is like his next step that he can prove yeah. himself. He's, he's done it in a league where the skill level isn't as high. In a big way, he found the best success you can achieve winning it, but... Ending I mean, Celtics reign in Scotland for sure, is yeah. significant. But this, I mean, Villa would be a, a unique opportunity, much more difficult. But I mean, the the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. Offer him. I, I think, think the decision is his too. It's a matter of if he's going to want to stick around to win another title yeah. potentially with Rangers, or if I think he's going to do what's best by him. He's usually a pretty calculated guy. So if he feels like he can actually work with this Villa side and its players that can adapt to how he's he's going to like lead them, then I think he would take the job. But um, Roberto Martinez was another name that was thrown in the pool. Is he um, still the, he's still the Belgium. Yeah. He's been I, getting a lot of shouts. I feel like I, I'd still rather have Steven Gerrard just cause he's been at the club. Like Roberto Martinez last managerial stint was I think Everton. And, and Everton. Villa's yeah. a young, exciting, quick team. And, and Steven Gerrard's a young, exciting manager. Yeah, like I yeah. don't need to, I, not not a geezer in a mean way, but like some old dude showing up and being old, an old asshole, dude, yeah. some crotchety well, guy. That's not what and that's not what Matty Cash wants. He's to hear still young, but every day. I know what you mean Matty Cash yeah. wants a guy who's going to run with him up the line and, and get him motivated and talk shit to him and have fun. That's just I don't know. The fit to me is screams like could be a lot of good it stuff. Would definitely for them. be a cool fit. I think they both would do well, but I'd rather for the long term. I feel like you want Steven Gerrard. And if the squad is so good. Like the Villa so squad good. is good on paper. Like it, it's a mid-table team. It's a team that could like kind of. A lot of managers look at those players yeah. and go, "I think I could, I could do something with that." Yeah, group. I mean, especially with how like gettable the the middle to upper part of the table is right now. It's like the, it's for the taking. It right really now. is. Yeah. So so, but uh, overall, a good win for Southampton, and we move on with another manager sacked. Yeah. 
Gene Smith out the window. We moved to Saturday morning. Uh, getting this out of the way. Nice yeah, early for nice you, early. Andrew. Uh, the <laughs> circus early. show continues. United 0, Manchester City 2 in a game that it could have been 3 or 4 uh, with how poor United were, I think. Played from off top to pitch. bottom. Dave saves us. What do you think, Andrew? What do you think? Do you um, think? I thought it was pretty consistent of how we've been playing. Um, nothing new there. I think it, I... I would have hoped that we would step up, considering that it is it is city. It's the derby. It's meaningful. It's significant. But who might I say that we didn't show up to Liverpool and to Spurs? It was a fluke because Spurs were in a bad rut, and Atalanta kind of brought us back to level playing field. And this this game just put us back farther down, just because the goals we conceded were just sloppy. The Premier League losses sting yeah. a lot more than I mean, young boys sucked, but like losing to Liverpool and City does much two worse significant for- games and. Um. Yeah, I mean, the system we set up with was a three-back. was essentially a five-system. Well, it looked horrible. The three-back <laughs> that we had was essentially a five-back the whole entire yeah. time because City put the press on us. And with, with this three-back system, you rely on your wing-backs to go forward. But every time we won the ball, our wing-backs are flat-footed. And we you try and play through the middle, but then City just press you and they win the ball over. And there's yeah. no there's no width there's no width. Yeah, your wing backs were tucked way too far in, even yeah. defensively. Yeah, even like defensively. their wing backs, like Kyle Walker had a good game. Obviously, Cancelo had a good game mm. with two assists, but like Did they were free to do whatever they yeah. wanted, and they could be in the attacking third as a wing back and play free crosses into the box. Like, That's there was no. I mean, the, two of the goals were plan. two of the goals were. Yeah, both of them were whipped in balls. That was why yeah. I said that. I know we they had just ignited the Kyle, the divisive figure that is Kyle Walker in this podcast. But that was pretty clearly the game plan, and, and United had no had no answer for it. They no. hit him hard from the outside. Our wing backs are better than their whole back line, quite frankly, and they wreaked havoc. Yeah, it showed that like people like Tuchel and like Con- like it's not easy. You can't just toss a five back in and just yeah. expect to win a game. Like especially it shows that, it at shows this that, point of the season. Especially, uh, yeah, and show, it shows that like. Ole had a tactic, and he couldn't put the tactic into work mm. because Conte, Tuchel, even um, who am I thinking? I mean, Brian does it. Brian is Brian five back or no? Uh, I don't. I think Brian occasionally goes five at the small, back. There's another smaller side that does five at the back, and it's just like you got it. Like you got to be. It's drilled into these yeah, players. You have mm-hmm. to drill. Know, you have to drill. As the soon tactic as, in. as soon yeah. as you win the ball, you break forward. Yeah. Your wing backs are up because. You saw you have to rely on them. You, it's you, a good you, point, though. It's not. It's not. Oh shit! We're getting scored on. Put another center back back there. Yeah, That'll that, fix that, it. That, it's that, like that it doesn't fix what you're doing. The right. amount of times I had to watch McTominay or Fred try and find a player on the outside, they can't do it when they're playing a four-two-three-one. Mm-hmm. When they're doing it with nobody to play two out wide, and Ronaldo's all the way up, all the way up top, a lot of staring at yeah. each other. It's, it's Bruno was barely involved because he's playing like central central midfield almost, and like. He needs to and roam. He's such an attack. He's he in such an attacking roam. role now. He yeah. can't really. And so um, we did see a change in the second half to a, a four back, which definitely ma- we played a lot better in the second. Like on the ball, we did at least we were we were pl- we were pinging the ball a lot better. But that's solely on the fact that we had more players to find. Our wingers were out wide. They were getting they were getting forward. Our players were more forward thinking. But City were just too good defensively. They were too good in possession, and it was too late at that point. And that's where Ole, you see like oh Ole. Oh, it doesn't work in the first half, so we're going to change just it now in the second. It. Like it's you can't just keep switching back and forth because these are all top players, yes, but like a system is still a system, and you need to implement these players need to know what they're doing, like consistently. Um, and we've been the most inconsistent team in the top six right now, uh, so it's 
it was a poor performance and defensively was ridiculous. The second goal was, I don't know what McGuire's telling Shaw. I don't know what Shaw's telling McGuire. Um, it, there was a funny comment from the commentator. He's like, McGuire's looking at Shaw. Shaw's looking at McGuire, but no one's looking at um, Bernardo Silva on the back post. Um, and that, that goal was unfortunate for Dave just because he's, he was fucking on fire. Hey, it was great. Yeah. The only player who could walk off the field with his head high. Yeah, and he, he was pissed. He was the most angry. He was the most angry. He's the most angry probably. He's the most. He's the only one that showed up and he barely... His his extent of running is from the from the, the touchline of the 18-yard box. So it's like... It's it's just basically... I don't want to... It's like beating a dead horse, but that's just... That's what you get when you don't look to change anything in terms of the manager, the play style has been null. There's no system for the team. And Michael Owen had a lot of words post game that made a lot of sense, which I mean, it is a little, I don't really agree with that. A fully it, good points, but we did play a four, two, three, one for like two years and, and it's second last year and made it to a final. So like part of that was good vibes. And I think the problem was the summer this, this summer, like he, you're supposed to buy players to fit the system, and it seems like it's not working now. I don't know why. The names might be too big for Ole to handle, and it takes that's. I think it's time to move on at this point. Um, but I've said it already. He's just. I think he's just too nice. I mean, his loyalty, like he's. That's what I'm saying. It's too big of a too big of players to to manage. It's not. I, it's not for and him. He's, and he's known as a player manager, and that's why he's so like he's so nice to Fred. He's so nice to McTominay, and like. He I don't know why he plays him. He gives them so much a chance. Yeah. Well, I like, think they'll they'll listen. They also do what he says because they're, they're also players who would yeah. look to him. He he handled the Pogba leaving going situation over the summer very well. We've pointed that out. But Pogba's also one of those guys that's kind of that's feels as though he's too big for Ali. And crunch time really wouldn't listen to him. I mean, a lot of players are probably the same exact way. So it's Difficult because that's one of his greatest strengths, but right now with these players, it's actually like turning into a massive weakness. You're seeing it, it fail. Like. You you kind of proved me right with the whole proved me wrong with the whole Sancho thing of like what he's going to end up like. Oh, he's going to end up like Van de Beek. Uh, obviously, he's not playing well, but like why isn't he playing well? The clock There's, moves a it's lot. Not just quicker. the Premier League. I don't think it's just the Premier League. I think joined it's, into a side that has no direction for him to exa- go. Exactly. I think there's more. It's a more of a mental thing more than like the physical pace. Yeah. Of the game. He's a pe- he is a He's a Premier League type of player. Mm-hmm. He's it's written all over him, so it, it's not anything to do with what his ability or his his form or how well he plays. It's mentally he's lost. He's young, and it's getting worse and worse every game. Because when he comes on, he has like fifteen minutes to do something. And it's like you can't even recall a single thing. Like I can't think of a a pass he's made or like a a moment that makes you actually get out of your seat. He does that, sometimes. Like, there's there's moments where he has like oh like this is what he can do. But he's not he's not doing consistently because he's not playing consistently because the team's not consistent and that that falls not just on him but on all areas of the pitch. Van de Beek, yeah. I mean, uh, McTominay and Fred haven't played consistent in three years. They've been oh well, McTominay, no one so. has at that yeah. club. Like, yeah. Literally, no one. Like the only consistent player this season has been Ronaldo. I would yeah. say. and Ronaldo. It seems no matter what coach you put on that sideline, he's gonna he's gonna score goals. Yeah, but yeah. So um, I had a couple a couple things. Um, yeah. yeah. Four touches in City's box, one shot on target for United. That just shows you everything you need to know about. More this shots on their own goal, well, on their own goal <laughs> than, in, than against the opposition. Played. Yeah, yeah, they but, only had they had half the passes of City, four hundred to eight hundred and thirty. And to be like fair, that. City is always a team that passes the ball sixty thousand times a game. But but, but, still, but still, very. It was, very, can you it was can, far apart. Can you believe what 
city where the noisy neighbors were turning into them slowly. With Ole in. Yeah. That was this at, can be turned around pretty quickly if you get someone in. You're right. That, that like, was at Old Trafford too. Like, dude, they just came in, they handled business and like I don't know. Like the fans got loud a little bit here and there trying to motivate the team, but like No subs it, made. That's how comfortable it was. It was like yeah. players weren't even tired. It was yeah. so <laughs> easy. Yeah. There was no reason for Jack Grealish, Sterling, any of them to come on. And That's saying something. You were yeah, saying so you were saying before you're like, I, I have that good feeling. Because this is where Ollie always gets a win, and I think if as a non as a non United fan, I can always go, yeah, I kind of get that feeling that that's going to happen too. I did not get that feeling this this Saturday. I was pretty pretty sure. Yeah, his job's gonna... and and they have no feeling yeah. of leaving direction from him. So yeah, there's no talk. That's of him the problem. Leaving. You you play any you play Liverpool, you play Chelsea, you play City. It's automatic smoke. I think they would win ten. Same with Spurs. Not not what I'm saying, but. T- ten matches you play those three teams. I think they'll, they'll be you eight times at least out of those ten. Right now, at least that's the that's the difference. And you're right; it is the coach. But uh, I mean, players are held to a standard yeah. too. They're accountable. I think it's just that the standard of the club is dropped. Like I think it's there. Like whether it's like accountability. No plans to fire It's, it's him, like by accountability. The way. Yeah, I know that came out like reports out of the club. He's right? like just, just walking off the days. pitch. Like no he plans. Knows to... he has a job. The whole Conte thing looks horrible now. Like, no, he was. They were never going to sign Conte. I don't think like, they would. I don't think. Why they would they talk to him though? Like, why would that? It, they were never going to sign Conte. But but either but way, con- but why, why reach out though? That like what? And like, how is know. it rumored that, that Ole? That just how makes do, everything look. Ole bad. has three games. Like all this stuff. Yeah, but he just, switches to a three back they, after talking. Okay, like, it's talking just is weird, talking, bro. but that's just like that's that could be desperate desperation, not just like. That could just be like these are this is our option. Let's go talk to him. Let's see what happens. And they, they probably could, reached out to a lot of people. They could have talked to him and been like, "No, like we're not. This is what are we doing, guys?" Like because Conte is not right for United, and it's been he would never fit in there. Yeah, I don't know. Is I Ten Hag was Ten Hag be your number one pick right now? Yes, hundred percent. Pochettino is my third. Zidane's my second. Actually, maybe Zidane first. Ten Hag second. That's like Zidane would be would be too. Well, that, that's much. why it's my. It's it's like your top school. Like you don't know. Like if you're the Premier getting. League would <laughs> actually be out of hand in a way that I don't think we think we could fit into an hour long podcast if Zidane joined the Premier League at this point. Like the the top like, it's like every best coach ever is now playing. Yeah. Like Mar- Mourinho <laughs> would be like, oh fuck it, I'm coming back. Like yeah, you know, I'll go to manage manages Wolves. Portugal national team just comes back as fuck. Imagine him with wolves. That'd be pretty fun yes. to watch. It's like Porto. It would be It would be so toxic with Adama. Oh yeah, he would be. <laughs> but he'd lighting him. him up in the press. Legendary coaches is a good segue for our next game to talk about. Uh, Chelsea Burnley because Sean Dyche was just outstanding. Dyche ball. Yeah. You Sean Dyche. I talk about Tom Burnley Stugel getting into it. Point. I was going to say he almost choked him out on the yeah, sideline. They were really getting into it. Yeah. I, it was. Tuchel celebrated in front of him on, him, on the yeah. first goal. Oh yeah. Why? What? How did it start? I forget. I mean, Tuchel's like a fiery guy to begin with. I don't. He's also got that face that you just. Tuchel's a smug prick. Yeah. Like he like he's definitely a good guy. Like great, amazing coach. But like, if you don't know who he is, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. this guy. Especially <laughs> if he's like jumping <laughs> around on dickhead. your sideline. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think yeah. something happened. I don't know the... if it was a foul or something, but sh- like they both like went at each other for it. Yeah, but I didn't. Made it see interesting, that, but I, I love it. But this game was. Pretty crazy for Chelsea's uh, Chelsea's side. They they had a, they had ended with twenty five shots after the yeah during the whole play, and they had with it was like the fifteenth minute, and they had like I, I couldn't even count how many they had, but they had a lot of shots on target. Um, Hudson Odoi looked great. Um, Reese James looked 
Reese James on the cross was his deliveries were. I don't know if I can. Trent Alexander. Last. Can you name a better right back than Reese James after eleven games this season? Trent, say Trent. Trent, yeah. I don't know. I saw Reese a tweet today. A lot of goals. I saw a tweet today. It's like we have Cancelo, we have Reese James. Yeah, I Who, know. Who's the comparison always made? To? Super clear. I think always Trent's, made. I mean, Trent's Trent. been phenomenal, and he was he would be second for me. But I feel like Reese James is on such a scoring tear right now that I wouldn't. I would only say because Reese James has literally started only the last like five games. Trent's yeah. Starting the yeah. Season. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think Reese James. I mean, Trent's number one, but Reese James is right behind him. I mean, yeah, Consuelo's the there, too. Yeah, they're they're both right there. Consuelo yeah. has five assists in two games. Yeah, and, and isn't <laughs> Reese is their leading goal scorer, isn't he? By a couple. Showell is. Showell only has <laughs> Another three. defender. The other defender who plays on. That's insane. Chilly, Chilwell. If there's one thing Chilly about. Billy. To give Reese James credit and that whole Chelsea team, the right like, most of their chances came from the right-hand side. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, He's getting a lot of joy out there this season. And they should have won, like, 5-1. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't. They had a lot of shots, but they didn't have a lot on target. Like, yeah, they pressed the like whole target, game. But like, they you, definitely should have won. Yeah, yeah, but like a missed header that is like inches off frame is off I mean, target. Nick so Pope like was still... also man of the match. So yeah, I like, mean, he played. Well. He had a big part to yeah. do with why Chelsea was kept out on numerous occasions. Like he made big save after big save, and then Burnley just score the the simplest team goal you'll ever see. <laughs> No, they were they were composed. The commentator said it. They, no, it was simple. He though. squared the ball. Yeah, it was over the top. Jay Rodriguez heads it across, Square. and then Vidra just fucking taps it. Taps it in. And I was like, "What?" It made no sense. <laughs> like it literally looked like almost like a dead ball goal. Like the whistle was blown, and then like someone just kicked the ball, and they're like, "Oh, we'll finish this one off." Like, Shit, <laughs> and then, then two shows sure probably so mad. Oh yeah, I would. I would have been so scared to walk back into the locker room. It'll, he'll be frustrated at, at that result, and they will be as a unit too because they were in really good form. And obviously, that's season like this with how many good teams there are. Liverpool drop points too. There, you know, it's not the end of the world. I was exactly. Gonna say, yeah, Liverpool no points. United no points. West Ham was is the team now nipping at their heels technically in terms of form. So. City too. City as well, right? So, City's only I mean, three points back. Not the I end think. of the world. Other teams that are up there drop points. Liverpool, most importantly, I think at yeah. this point, also drop points. So you know, it is what it is. That's what you it's get. Gonna happen. It's a burst. No skids. I literally, I think I called it like a couple episodes ago where I was like, Burnley have that in their their game where they'll beat a top six side one one oh they'll, they'll draw a top they're six only, side they can or they'll only draw one, one nil only Burnley draw. is like kind of in prime Burnley form right now like they well, picked up a couple maybe. wins in the last couple weeks and now they like come take big point off of the top team in the league like they're they're, they're, they're chilling oh, right yeah. now so I'm just like we've been here before. Dice is yeah. fired up. He's like, I know my way around a one-one game. Cornet's like, oh yeah. First time, <laughs> he's just watching Look Chelsea <laughs> pelt balls towards goal, and he's like, we're fine. Not we're even like, not, <laughs> I can't talk. Yeah, I was gonna say not even phased. No, he's really not. Just never phased. There. Arms crossed. OD. Crystal Palace get a big win over Wolves. Wolves were. In excellent form heading into this game, and they get the clean sheet, two nothing. I really like the way Crystal Palace plays. They're Me fun. too. They're fun. They're fun. I mean, obviously, high energy, man. Best I mean, club in London. It's. I think it's through Gallagher, <laughs> through Gallagher and Zaha. I mean, I mean Zaha. What a partnership! You, it's that very, is, huh? it's very easy to hate Zaha because he's like always throwing his hands. Confirmed. Up doesn't get the ball. Like <laughs> so good though. So good. On his day, dude, that goal, that ball from MacArthur, and then that finish was fucking. He's like amazing. The definition of a cult player. 
Yeah. Like, like Zaha is going to be like the Adele Tarot of like in like 20 years. And some people who watch Premier League might not know who Zaha is actually, shockingly. But uh-huh. we'll all be like, oh man, that crazy guy with the stars all over his neck who just. <laughs> It's unguardable. He, he's, yeah, he had some he, crazy. He's eyes. Like a consistent El Del Tarot, though. He's not like he's like. Yeah, a, true. That might be a bit of a shout, but, but yeah. No, Colt status wise, I mean, obviously he's yeah, a, he's yeah. a palace he's cult, legend. Yeah, he's a cult but status. like from a Premier League standpoint, he's been doing it for a while, and he's been a he's been a textbook super quintessential pain in the ass of every other backline that they play against each yeah. week. And Gallagher too. I mean, man, oh man, what a. What a fantastic joy he's been to the see. The commentators are talking about him leaving and like how the Palace fans are probably going to... He's like, you don't know if he's going to stay. He's a Chelsea boy through and through, but he has, certainly has been a... I'm paraphrasing. He certainly has been a like a a treat to watch and like a, like a great player. Then two seconds later, he gets the ball and scores. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's celebrating and like... Oh, yeah, they were gassing him up. They're gassing wow, him wow. up and then he a, scored. Yeah. A, a, big cl- a big club move from Palace would be to to finalize that at the end of the season. That... that Assumes you're because you're right. He he is a, a Chelsea guy, and he might want to go back to Chelsea. But I mean, that club is getting harder and harder to break into. They just are about to return who, what we thought was going to be a world class player this season. Who so, so so you know it would be kind of a risk to go back, especially if he's playing that well in his career. So I don't yeah. know if I was him. I'd it sucks because like consider buying a house. It sucks. It sucks because like he could. There comes a point a player's career is like all right. So they want to like try themselves at the top or the, do they want to settle and play consistently and obviously have a good career in the Premier League and play week in week out and be a star but never really win anything and I think I think he should make I think he should try Chelsea out and he can always I think, I think he's, he's yeah he's also young enough where like if he goes to Chelsea he can still sit for two years and then when and like yeah, but you work don't want to I was just him, looking, I, he's I, 21 I, years old so I'll like give he's him very one, young. I'll give it one year I'll give it one yeah, year back years, at Chelsea two years is a risk man but like if he I don't know like if he blossoms at Chelsea and he's 24 oh I mean you know what I mean I mean yeah if he's playing consistently like, then more season I don't know, like, he's got more years on you have to you have to look at what Foden did like Foden granted younger when he but he sat at City for what three seasons, and he stayed at City. Oh Pep, yeah, we had we had some Pep debates combed on this him, but podcast. like this is the first season that he's starting week in week out. He even last season he didn't start week in week out. Yes, yeah, that's he's younger different. than Gallagher, but like it's the same concept. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like he stayed at the big club, waited, worked himself into that side, and now he's ten times better. Ceiling is yeah, higher the than thing is like he's been kept in the he's been Foden was kept in the squad he was kept on the bench Gallagher yeah. hasn't even featured on the bench but Chelsea is like it's get rid of these guys also like, City's Chelsea. not City isn't yeah it's two different types of like systems at the clubs like City are willing to do that if they know like you see they see Phil Foden Pep Guardiola see, sees Phil Foden and is like alright like this is gonna be I'm gonna craft this player like Tuchel needs like success now just cause that's how Chelsea or that's yeah. how their club is yeah. that's how his job survives their job, that's a good job point. Yeah. I don't have Success. time to fucking develop people okay I got a guy <laughs> literal hitman criminal upstairs I mean yeah. they bought this whole idea of Saul like the loan to, from Saul like he's not performing like I don't care if he's a big name like talented player young like <laughs> fuck him yeah he's well he, he requested out like he, he wants to leave cause yeah I mean he's not getting he was like I didn't sign long. up for that this. was part exactly. of Tuchel's plan bro. he's like yeah fuck this guy I don't want him either yeah. made Big my job move made my job easier alright take care <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're welcome for the no wait you didn't win a Champions League with us. that's right you didn't get anything you didn't get fuck all so 
So Sorry, yeah, Marco. no, it's it's I it's just the, keep the kit. There comes a point in time where the player needs to like make a decision on like, do they want to sit for two years and like be in and out of the squad and like develop, or do they want to play week in week out? And that's where like a, takes a that's where a player proves can they make it at the top. He's but, picked the wrong club to be a homegrown type guy. Yeah, I yeah, think, unfortunately yeah. for him. So, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Wolves, uh, just to comment on them, they nothing was going for them offensively. No, they, no. It was like Crystal Palace all day. Like you could just see Patty Ball. You can just see Crystal <laughs> Palace yeah. score the first goal. You could see they're probably going to win the game. If if it was a draw or a loss for Wol- or for Crystal Palace, it would have been criminal because mm-hmm. Wolves yeah. just looked terrible. They yeah. couldn't get anything offensively going. Adama came on in like the 80th minute. Like he doesn't start anymore. Which is like it's consistency, right? Like that's what we've said will be the main problem of not just Wolves, but of all of these teams that can say that they're like hovering mid-table right now. It's the first one to get their shit right and get consistent. We'll start to really quickly separate. Look at Arsenal. Look at how much yeah. we made fun of Arsenal. Me especially. Look how big a dickhead I look now, pardon my French, yeah. because now they're in looking at Champions League. And, and all it takes right now, still, you're early, it's early enough to where if you win three games in a row, you are in a drastically better position in the table because chances are the teams above you did not win three in a row. So and Palace I mean, is doing it. Yeah. Two to two oh last year. I like to see that too. That's cool. I was cool. going to say, we got to give very them, cool. we gotta, Give him a shout. He's he's got that team playing well, and he still has players that are yet to come back. Essay mm. also yeah, put Eze on the right, put Eduardo in the middle, and get Benteke shipped off. This I don't know. <laughs> now he's get off the bench. Bring him on as a super sub. If yeah, he's, if he's for that, I, yeah, Benteke. totally. I think I think yeah, he's been okay, but he's been. This is like the best year he's had in like yeah, years. Now. I agree. Yeah. It's like yeah, the hungriest. He's way less he's frustrating to watch this he's, year than in previous. He's a hard player to watch. He's he is just like so a bicycle like kick, and then he just like disappears. But yeah, he'll do. Yeah, he has it in his locker. He just doesn't do it. He does like a weird bicycle kick, and then you don't see him ever. Yeah. Yeah, and then the last thing about I have to a palace. Tariq Mitchell is having a hell of a season. So I think he's twenty two. I want to say, but just another youngster outside back. Pleasure to watch in the prem. It's from Sheffield, of them. I think they said is he or it was either Sheffield or Brentfield. One of them got rid of their youth academy and they picked them up. Brentford got rid of their youth it was academy. Brentford, yeah. yeah, he's one of the dissolved yeah, players that it. spread. That's Damn, crazy. Which one of those guys got kicked Spurs wet? <laughs> 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 Fucking kill for him. Eric Dyer's cousin or something. Yeah, I wish the opposite happened to Eric Dyer. <laughs> I wish Spurs would dissolve just so Eric Dyer elderly for him anymore. <laughs> I would take that trade. And when we were, when you guys uh, in great podcasts, when uh, Connor and I were gone, I thought you guys were in a great show. Oh, thank you. I was putting in the comment, I'm like, Brentford's on a bit of a skid, and everyone said, oh, Tristan, you're being a fucking hater. Calm down. Brentford's four losses in a row right now. They, I think they play Newcastle next, which is big for them. But is it after though? the international break, yeah, it is. Could be big for they played Newcastle this week. Bro. Newcastle. I don't know. I'm just saying. I guess for right now, like we haven't hit the panic button yet. But I because and this is because I picked Brentford to get relegated too. That I'm kind of <laughs> like nudging, annoyingly <laughs> excited about this, not at their expense, but totally for mine. But uh, a bit of a skid in Brentford. Yeah. This is the first real test that they're going to have yeah. in the Premier League now. 2-1 to Norwich. Now they're like, oh, we don't play Arsenal every week. Oh, right. these guys are figuring us out now. First, yeah. first goal is pretty good. First goal, Norm, uh, Norman. Little, uh, I mean, the outside fullback, the fullback on Norwich, I don't know his name, not familiar, but he, he uh, created that, created part of it by just, you know, getting around the Brentford defender, whipped it in, the ball found the feet of Norman. Not Aaron's, right? Uh no, it wasn't Aaron's. Uh, the ball it was a left back. The ball deflected out to Norman's, and he 
Norman's no, picked it up. It just okay. weaved through a couple players and mm. with a low driven hit, and he finished it off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, and yet the second goal was by this con- to concede the penalty it was a horrible challenge by uh, um, I forget his name. Good, I forget his name. Charlie Good. Charlie, Charlie Good. good. The- there was, it could have been a good, red. Bad on the day. It could have been, been a red. <laughs> I was gonna say I was kind of shocked that he didn't get sent off. I, I would always say it's like I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know if there's an argument to not make it a red. I would just say just because he was so close to the goal, like he was so close to the keeper. It's that, just like a last man foul, and like it was I feel a like, rough challenge. Though. I feel like most of the time in those situations, if you are, if it is a player and the goalkeeper, and you come from behind and slash miss the, the ball side completely. And, whether he could have just pushed him over with Tough two hands or something. For go- for I think it's because he was, he was, he was, he was, he was like, prevents a goal-scoring situation. I feel like because he was already in the situation, they were like, ah. We're not going to give him a double whammy. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Although those they, are supposed he, to be double whammy. If he had done yeah. it, like, yeah. way before outside the 18, they definitely would have like, get out of here. Like, we don't know what yeah. happened, but because they were like. Because he, like, yeah. think, like closed down. That's so where, like, the whole terrible It's all situational kind of thing. I mean, at least Norwich made amends. They got that the bagged. Pookie. Yeah, Pookie got the goal. Got me some fantasy points. And he, I don't know. It's just... Maybe they are in a skid. I don't want to see Brentford go down. Fuck. I mean, oh, I no, no. I don't want to be right, but I, I am. So be it. <laughs> Pay up. But I don't, I don't think... I don't think this means much for Norwich, although they did sack Daniel Fark. So long, Daniel Fark. So, so I long. loved your comment this morning. What? <laughs> Celebration. By, uh, oh snack. yeah, yeah, and, the, and they're all <laughs> jumping around the locker room, all drunk, and then the guy, the owner, comes down. And he's like, "Can I have a moment with you?" Actually, he's like, "Yeah, let me pull this champagne out of my mouth." Did well, you see his reaction you? after the the Pookie goal? He it was, he was like, "It was." You can't I did in the camera. You can see. Definitely knew. He yeah, definitely they they he was already told him. That. He was Good told. Point. He was told moments after the game, but he probably had a an inkling. Yeah, maybe they were like, they, maybe <laughs> like they all just, knew, and they were like, "Let's just give." There's him no one way, less. like, you get your coach, and you don't know when, like, the owners meet. Plus, yeah, I think, like I think they probably <laughs> had especially a meeting. at a club probably, like Norwich. Probably right? They're like, really ha- close. Yeah, yeah, it's not like he's been there forever, man. He and Delia Smith are actually like walking very close out of the conference room because it's right across from his office. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the most realistic scenario is like, Daniel, we're gonna have a meeting, like, like nothing set in stone, but like we're gonna have a meeting with the board and we'll figure it out. We'll let you know About the direction pull. of the club or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't give him an answer. And Dan Fox just like he probably yeah. thought like I know how this works. Yeah, yeah. I, know this, I know what happens here. I saw a funny tweet that was like it was like it was like Black Panther or something. One of the scenes from and it was uh with the win Norwich win. We don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he got sacked. <laughs> you know, yeah, so bad. That's hilarious. You're Is starting it? to lose sight of what I think we're trying to. Accomplish <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you're missing out on the, the club goals. Rumors are Lampard might be making a, a move in, which will make that him rich, s- richer than the owner. Yeah, mm-hmm. would be so. That would be so. Yeah. Sick he's worth double the net worth, almost three times the net worth of the this club like, owner. The the feeling I have about Gerard de Villa, this is like the opposite of the feeling. That I have of what that is like this, I don't really think could like be a worse fit. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm just being really? really I just cynical feel like about because it, like I just feel like because like this is kind of like shitty to say about, like, but like the standards are so low that for when Frank. he does well, it's yeah. just gonna boost him up. That's what I think. That's why I think it'd be a good fit. And we all said it. Frank needs to go manage a championship yeah, side, say, <laughs> and this go this down. is like I at least he can manage a championship side in the Premier League. But like then he'll go to the championship. I see Lampard like yeah. Fulham or something, but not at not know. at Norwich. Well, like, was that wasn't he at Derby? Yeah, yeah but was at Derby. Yeah, but he joined Derby when Derby were like 
he joined in the summer. They were like, well, he made him worse. He just weren't on the up. It's like he had time to get stuff settled, and they weren't like fighting for relegation. I know Norwich aren't going to stay up. They aren't going to stay up, and no matter manager that comes in is going to fix it. But a manager at Frank's level right now that needs like some confidence and like. Just needs consistency I think for he's his a pretty big guy. He'd be their biggest signing in years. Like. I think he just needs reps. Yeah, he and he I think, reps. like Jalen said, it's a no pressure situation. And like, I don't know, but it's still the Premier League. Dude, well, he's like he could miserable. turn around and buy the club, dude, bro. He's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> and he's still have the forty most million dollars. Being that they're like, I feel like he he holds Frank Lamp- Frank Lampard holds Frank Lampard to such a high standard. That's like. I don't. I don't know that. That's that's why I just don't know that this is the right move for him. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's good for his confidence. I know he's a confident person. I just think like the direction that Frank wants to go. When he was managing Chelsea two years ago, and now he's going to be. Now he's going to be. <laughs> oh my god! Close the door, Connor. Now he's. Now he's going to be. <laughs> Now he's going to be managing a club that's going to go down. Yes, the expectations are to go down, but dude, he looks miserable on the Chelsea sideline. And I imagine imagining him in that like bright green, like gear, <laughs> like on the sideline. I was going like, to say, yeah, let's just fuck. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> you can't like look. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> they're losing five nil to like hey, Spurs. Can, <laughs> hey, is all the gear highlighter yellow, or is there anything that's normal colors yeah. that I can like wear? He's wearing like a <laughs> our kit provider's Joma. What? <laughs> We can offer you like emerald green as Sorry, a did you secondary. Say Joma? <laughs> they charge soda in the in the uh, yeah the vending machine. Frank could get himself into a shitty situation. Yeah, yeah. This is like I think he he might also like have a chip on his shoulder. He's like, and I feel right, like the Norwich I, fans like, would be like, "Fuck you!" Like, yeah, that <laughs> like, too. I don't, I don't care where you are, but like, it's like I don't know. He's a competitive guy. He might be like, "I have something to prove." I mean, what yeah. if let me take Chelsea. this. Yeah, that'd be crazy if you beat Chelsea. I'd be, I'd be like, do that Mourinho. Like, he would, dude. He would walk around Stamford Bridge for forty-five minutes. Like this. And I mean, he has Billy Gilmore on Chelsea. No, guy. he he has like a decent side. Well, wouldn't he go back? Maybe he'd Ch- go to Norwich so he can like tailor players to go yeah. to Chelsea. Be sold Make to Chelsea. Club. A double agent. Yeah, they don't. They're not that bad of a like on paper. Like they have some like flashy players almost, but. They, they just are like, I mean, not, they're out of their Tom depth. Cantwell is a guy we haven't mentioned in a damn long time. They Losing Buendia was to me think, pretty. Uh, that was kind of them saying this is what kind of I what mean, we he's are. Not worth Jack at Villa right now. It, so. it didn't show up True. in a way. Villa did not get what they paid for, but and you know what? Like, I guess we can. Like, I want to give Norwich a little credit because we said for so long all they do is get promoted and then and then get the shit kicked out of them and they don't do anything about that. So this is doing something about that. Yeah, so yeah. credit, they're making a change when a change was needed. So we'll see what happens. Good on them, but. That was the most we've ever talked about Norwich. Yeah. I hope there's yeah. some Norwich fans out there who enjoyed that and I hope there's Norwich fans who comment and let us know if they. That'd be awesome. What they think about Norwich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that may might mean. Brighton won, Newcastle won. Good result for Newcastle or bad result for Brighton. Bad result for Brighton. But Newcastle played pretty well in the second half, so they deserve the goal they got. I mean, it was yeah. just br- it was brutal. By I, th- uh, I was talking about with Connor. I think Sanchez played a very the keeper. I thought he played. He was already playing a very risky game. He was doing a lot of should have been a Newcastle win. He was doing a lot of passes like from goal kicks that just weren't like just weren't going through. Like he was very rash, very reckless, and then that tackle that obviously he had on. Callum. Callum. That mm. didn't look like one at first. That Connor's, yeah, Connor's I was going to say, it looked, it looked like, like Callum a, like looked tripped. Like dive, but he did clip him. It just kind of put an icing on the cake that like. Well, it saved them the game. 
Yeah. Yeah, because Callum is a deadly finisher. That would, he, dude, that would have been a goal. That was, oh, he, yeah. He, he was, after, there was nobody else besides him in the goal. So yeah. uh, Newcastle should have won the game. And Eddie Howe was watching from the stands, not knowing if he was going to be the man. Just as a I friend. Think, <laughs> I, think he was con- I think he was confirmed then, though. No, he no, wasn't. He wasn't, no, he wasn't. They were talking about this. It was rumored. Do you think maybe he no, knew that no, he was confirmed? Eddie, so, but it was no, like, Eddie, it wasn't a rumor. It was Eddie, just a, No, Eddie was a manager. He just couldn't get his staff. I don't think they had signed the contract no. because of the discrepancy right, with the staff. I, they were talking about it like on the like when I was watching. They were no, like, they were, they were like he signed. No, he signed. It was like guaranteed there was, that he there was a verbal agreement. Point. But the the issue was the concern of him backing off because of him not being allowed to bring his staff in. Which if he's sitting he at, if he's sitting at the game, yeah, he's a backer. If he's he hasn't at the had a job for like three years, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, like conf- they're not going to bring a guy in who's not confirmed to sit in the press box. No, with an next to Amanda Stavely, he, he wasn't going to say no, but it was definitely like a thing that was a concern for him because he has his coaching staff that was very successful at Bournemouth with him and Newcastle. I don't know why that was even like. How a does problem. a guy who has had no job have a staff? I can't understand. Well, every that. every coach you just call the boys on. <laughs> what am I paying you for? Mourinho, Mourinho has like the same five guys that he works. Klopp with. has a staff. Yeah, That's Conte crazy. has a, like a like Conte definitely doesn't have a staff. Spurs <laughs> managers must not have a staff. Everyone's too afraid of Conte to. <laughs> Dude, he brought Brian Mason. Up, so that's yeah. true. I mean, that's. Anyway, well, that's I was, cool. I mean, I was just I was yeah. Mason's our best player, right but now, no, but so. yeah. So the, the brought him off to play, Andrew. That's why <laughs> the problem, the issue was that, or the news circulating, could have been a rumor, but like that he didn't get his backroom staff. So it was just funny to see him there when that was like kind of going on. But by that point, by the second half, it was like this guy's going to coach Newcastle, and now he coaches him two weeks from now. Is it the right signing? I really it's hope the it, only signing. I really hope it's not. You like think. I don't think I don't think that whatever manager they eventually picked, I think was going to get a lot of heat. And I feel like the situation was starting to become like, okay, just that. Like whoever we pick probably won't be necessarily the perfect guy for everybody, but we do need to pick somebody and get this thing started because we have everything in place, everything's ready, we have the funds. Now we need to get somebody Approaching who actually January. can put us in a direction. And I feel like it started to get a little aimless and. Sometimes interim coaches yeah. work, but like not in this case. Well, like one, it's like he's one. Like this is kind of sound really bad. He's very sackable at the end of the season. Yeah, he wanted to do that. Yeah, like, it's not like true. you can't just like sack content at the end of the season. Yeah, but like oh, and we'll two, do it if yeah. they were to go down, <laughs> hold my beard, dude. So you've uh, talked to two, Daniel. If they Levy. went to the championship, Eddie Howe would do good in the championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, good point. Well, I think Eddie Howe's a really, really good man. I don't like. I think he's really good, but like. With this big buyout, who do you manage before? I don't. Bournemouth. 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 Need like brought them from League Two. Even, like, maybe like, even brought deeper. Them, like, I think, I think like thirty-two was, years old. He was with them. He <laughs> yeah. was with them through two promotions, which is and balled he out. Le- the oh, he the more left, he finished about like eleventh or something. Yeah. Did he? Did they sack he him? Left did at, he, no, he left. He just left. Yeah, right? he left after the after mm-hmm. they got relegated. Yeah, they got relegated. They're doing well again, but I just wonder if like with maybe I'm getting ahead of myself with the points that Jalen made, and I think those are definitely. Um, well said, but with the trajectory of where Newcastle wants to go with the funds that they have, like I don't see Eddie Howe as the guy that's going to attract the players that they want to bring in. Yeah, but dude, this isn't like a this isn't an overnight thing. Like they're not going to oh, Eddie Howe isn't going to be there two years from now. Maybe he will be, but <sighs> that's yeah, why, like, I mean, you look it, at those club transformations like a, though, and they as much as like you don't want them to be overnight things, like they are. Like City, they. Purchased there was that one transfer window they brought in all the guys. Chelsea did the same thing. But Roberto Marti- Roberto Mancini wasn't there like he wasn't there for two years after when they were like bought out when they were like 
they got the funds, and I'm pretty sure it was a, a season or two until he got until he came there. Like when Fabinho got there, Roberto Mancini wasn't there. It wasn't him managing the club, and it it wasn't it wasn't a top top name that you know of managing the club. Eddie Howe is, I think, is a good stable manager to bring in right now that can bring a style of play that might be a little bit more exciting for the Newcastle fans. Bring in a couple of better players and start the process of growing. This isn't going to happen over two seasons. It's going to happen over four. I mean, it could have, it could instead of being like a Mancini where you bring in Yaya Torre and David Silva, it could be like Rubinho because it's like the same thing with no Fabinho was like two seasons before that or a season before Rubinho. Fabinho, yes. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. I, don't know why I, I, said, I, I might have said Fabinho. I might have said Fabinho. I was, yeah. I was just saying, like he could go and said like the Graham Potter way, where it's like he's brought and brightened up to now where they're in the top six right now, and he may, like we were saying last year, he doesn't attract names. He wouldn't have attracted the names like Romero, yeah, for Spurs if they yeah. got him. But like he has like Trossard, he has the Basumas, he has he can make M- a squad. Mape, yeah, I, yeah. I just think with the glaring amount of money that Newcastle now have at their disposal, that it's make, gonna they, be they'll make that move. Like fans are gonna get frustrated if it's like, all right, we signed such and such for ten yeah, million dollars, no, and that's what I think. Yeah, Newcastle fans right need to they need to like. <gasps> Okay, we have a new ownership. That doesn't mean we're going to win Champions League tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. this is great, but you've just planted really good seeds. You've made it. You're making a foundation. Like the next, like maybe in in two seasons, you'll get the team that I think you want tomorrow. But yeah, not that they won't have success before that. But the the amount of money they have behind them is substantial. Yeah, but this is like the transformation that they're hoping to be able to make is like not even a, a one season thing. Yeah. So, Again, I, I think you're. I think you have the right point of like they need to get something moving. Like this, they need to get yeah, the ball I mean, rolling. Get somebody in the chair. Yeah. Get them say this is the type of football I want to play. This is these are the players that we have right now that I think I want to hang on to. This is some dead weight. This is who I think we can maybe go after in January. I was gonna say sign a name in January. Sell hey, some kits, boss. Do we have a like a fifteen twenty mil? Yeah, I think think I can probably come up with that somehow. <laughs> yeah, here yeah. let me actually just reach into my pocket. I don't think that'll be a problem. No, fifteen <laughs> mil should work for me. Let me. It's even it's exciting to be a new. I, I'd be very excited right now. Cool. I know Eddie Howe isn't like the best best name manager, but like he's a. It good, could be really cool. No, he's he's a, manager, yeah, yeah, I don't want to sell Eddie Howe short either because I was really like complimentary of what he did yeah. with Bournemouth. I thought that was like quite a feat. But he is so. sackable, as bad as it sounds. At the end, with the money and the expectation that they have, he is sackable. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think the expectation is like not that high for him. I think he's from. Man- I think he's man- maintaining. Like I think that's what his goal exactly. is. We yeah. don't have to say Steve Bruce's name anymore. Yeah. So. I mean, I think yeah. what 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 the three of you have just said there is the exact conversation that went on in different languages in the boardroom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, we could sack the living shit out of him at the end of the year if we need to, and we'll get somebody else. But let's see if he doesn't muck this all up. Yeah, let's just get him what he needs and work with them and that it, it could be a very cool thing. I Their hope focuses are also elsewhere. Like how Andrew was saying before in previous episodes, like they want to improve the training ground. Yeah. Like they just want to improve general life at Newcastle. Yeah. At least at first. And I think they, all the sports direct shit stripped off yeah. the inside of the stadium, <laughs> which then, is a season long process in itself. And then burn it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think they're working literally from the, like the ground up. Here. Yeah. And yeah. When You're they right. finally get to where they want to be, they'll kind of, with the money they have, they, they might have pay to coaches. change the weather in fucking Next Newcastle. Next thing, <laughs> thing you know, there's a Matt Rich statue outside Newcastle. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Dylan, I hope you're right. I I've never wanted you to be right more in my life. <laughs> he was having a tough time with Lamptey, though. Out <laughs> on the flank. He was getting worked pretty good. But a healthy Lamptey is a handful for anybody. Oh, yeah. 
Speaking of which, amen to healthy Terry Glampty. Yeah, we waited him. a while to get to see him again. We're now a t- we're now a Lampty podcast. We, again. We're back. <laughs> we're back on. We but we go to Sunday. Uh, Expressions is the Spurs YouTuber I watch. He cracks me up. He's so funny. And he was like watching a Spurs game where they had no shots was like me doing a live watch and I put it on mute. <laughs> I was like, that is the ba- That's the most poignant way of putting that possible. Like I couldn't think of a better way. Uh, Thoughts, yeah. The best, I mean, the best thing coming out of this game, and Everton's not a bad club. They're an organized side with a game plan, which is more than I can say about Tottenham right now. No fault to Conte. It's, again, he's still very new. But the best thing that games like these do is they show, the they highlight really clearly the players that should not be playing for Tottenham anymore. And it's like, it's players like Dyer, it's players like Harry Winks, it's players like Ben Davis. And I feel like we're at where like Arsenal were at a few years ago when there was a couple players that they they were like forced to start, like when they were giving like Jaka the captaincy each week and like Kalasanac was out there and like Nacho Monreal and like all those guys. Weren't, like, they weren't like bad players, Monreal. but you just you see them each week and you're like, these guys have gone stale. They cannot give us any more than what what we're what we've seen. We couldn't have given them more chances, and that's that's where Tottenham's at with a lot of these guys. So it's it's like a transitional transitional phase, and and as bad as it was Saturday, it was still or Sunday, it was still better than what I seen a lot of in weeks leading up to it um so overall really frustrating i mean i'll never like walk away from a game where my team has no shots and and be like oh well you know it's transitional which which it is but you know again this 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 period of time will be on the players i think this is when we'll start to really be able to more fairly call out the players for their performances i saw a funny uh tweet it was like the new era under conte and it was lacelso taking a corner and he's like Attempting to take a corner, and then he like, like fades away. It was our then, last corner of the game. Yeah, <laughs> and then he he's like, "Fuck, it, I'm just gonna whip it in." And he just it's a low driven. It pass. was like a two bouncer, and it was yeah. our last corner of the game. Everton had just gotten a red. And speaking of players that I feel like are not, Lochelso is one of those guys. I mean, a sign he had a chance had, though. He, he, hit the he post. banged the post, yeah. but that's like been his only chance or positive <laughs> contribution this season. Like he's yeah. been woefully yeah, yeah. underwhelming, and you just, I mean. There's guys who really, who really got to go. I don't, and it, they're they're proven to be really difficult players to get rid of. Like, I don't like, see an unscrappable player on that squad at all, except for Son. Son, I would say Hoiberg. I, I would say Mora Hoiberg. I would send, uh, but Jewish that that too. See, that's another thing too. And 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 again, Conte's still getting a feel for everybody. No, nothing, no negativity of the weekend is pointed towards Conte. I'll start putting in more accurate judgments of him. At the end of November, during the holiday period, that's when I can start to give assessments. I think the problem more is that you have only a handful of players that you're willing, you can keep, which is concerning more than that's more concerning. And you only have a handful of yeah. like I can play these players. I, what's concerning for me though is Spurs is like, yes, they're an established club, but they're trying to operate on a big club basis. Yeah. So like. With the managerial cycle, right? It's managers coming in and out, going. You sack them when things get bad, whatever. And now it's like, okay, you have players that like probably don't deserve to be starting in that 11, but they're starting in a systemless team. I think, obviously, Conte is going to fix that. He's going to offer something, give them direction. Um, but like, I think Spurs, like Spurs doesn't have the luxury to just dispose of these players. 
like I, that would be an right issue because right like about- you look at like a city or like um, these big teams like or a Chelsea where like they have those like well Chelsea in particular like they have depth of players. Spurs, your depth is like two to maybe three off the bench. So it's like yes, you want to get rid of these guys, but like. With the form they're in, they're not going to drive the value on the market that you need to get in order to reinvest in proper players. So, like, that's where the Kane saga was such a missed opportunity because you could have gotten so much money for him and really built, like, three probably solid purchases around his departure. But, like, now it's like you have these players out of form. They don't deserve to be playing, and I, like, hear you on that, but, like, I don't think Spurs necessarily have the luxury to just be like, we need to get rid of these guys because then you're going to be searching for bargains and you're going to have to, I mean, Conte would have to be like scouring to find these perfect players. You're right. It'll be a long season. I think we'll have a busy January, which will get only a small fraction of the work that needs to get done. Uh, We'll only complete a a small amount of it. We won't Mm -hmm. fix all the problems you've addressed, which are all legitimate ones in January. The second half might be a bit long as well. I think our play will improve. That's just genuinely what I think will happen. Over time, things will just flatten out. Performances will get a little bit more consistent because that's usually just what does happen. Uh, My massive positive I have from the Conte arrival is I really actually do like where our wingbacks are at right now. I brought up a point earlier of like there's players who cannot possibly physically give more than we've asked for them so far in their career. Regulon and Emerson are not on that list. I actually think their ceiling's a hell of a lot higher than it has been. We've, we've seen both of them have great periods of play. I mean, the competition wasn't that great, but I've seen Emerson look like a high, high quality yeah. right back when he gets space. Regulon, the same exact thing. He There's more offensive aspects of his game that I think will come with all of this, but I think our wingbacks are actually in kind of a dangerously good position right now. It's just... The midfield is not creative. Hoiberg and Skip do not, cannot play together anymore. Yeah. There's no creativity that in that. A, that was a weird one, and that's why I was kind of confused. Couldn't get forward. Gamble came on so late. Came on with only like five or ten minutes left. And it's yeah, like, you got if you 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 should have taken Skip off at halftime and put in Gamble in if you wanted to make a change at least like assist wise, just because like Gamble is a great facilitator of the ball. Mm-hmm. You could have either sent Son like. Mora off. I just, I just think he would have been better than Skip. It's just you just have two bulldozers in the the midfield that can't get the ball up. It's yeah. and it's a shame because I've I've said quite often how I love that Skip's a, a academy guy, and we don't. I think at Spurs we don't always have enough academy guys coming up. Every few years, a big club has one an academy guy come up who fits in with all the other amazing foreign players they've signed for millions. And it's awesome, and it's a great thing because it shows you that there's still a bit of that homegrownness that's in there, like oh, Foden yeah. at City. And Spurs have sort of lacked that, I think, because even Harry Kane had stints in a bunch of other places, and we weren't sure if we wanted him for a while. I'm glad we kept him. But anyway, like that's kind of where I see Skip being able to flourish. But we have Hoiberg. We have like the best... Def- not saying he's the best in the league, but I wouldn't... As I'm saying ask for a better defensive midfielder in Premier League. I, think. I wouldn't uh, be like, well, that's a, another position we need to add. No, that is our probably our strongest point. So creativity is hopefully something that comes with Conte because it'd be, it would be impossible to be less creative than we have been lately. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my assessment. Yeah. I, think, I think all those are all good points. And I think this is where, like what Connor brought up about like the players, like in the... You don't have like the room to get rid of players. I think that's where you need to give manage, a manager time. trust him. Yeah, just give Spurs him. needs to like chill the fuck out and just like 
Get a system. You got the guy. You have Conte. You got now. the yeah. guy. I mean, like, it's let I got- the players ride because they're good players. Once they get into a system where they have a duty, a job, like I think it could be a really good team. Yeah. That's what Poch yeah. had, and that's Here's, what Poch was given. I, listen, I got, I got Mourinho on the mind. Here's my worst case scenario for what happens this season. Oh no! <laughs> this is my worst case scenario for what I think happens with Spurs this season. In about a over the next month, our play will still be rocky, but we'll still slowly get better. We will have a two to three month period where our form is incredible, where we're scoring a lot of goals. We look organized. Our wingbacks are flourishing. We look like a squad that people might even say, there's a trophy in this future with Conte and this set. I'm not promising any of that. I think the ending will be bad. I think it could be just like Mourinho where enough shit happened that I know he has, his deal is more long term, but like. I think it will end badly in a in a similar way that it did with Mourinho. That leaves the fans wanting more. That leaves the fans more on Conte's side than it leaves them on on Levy's side. Mm. But I think that that's just that's my worst case. Best case is we get we win again. Whatever the hell the UEFA Europa Conference is, <laughs> or 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 a, a more substantial trophy. But I mean, that, I'm just because I'm negative. That's what I think is going to happen. No, that's fair. I yeah, I could I could see it going. I think that's just the expectation that Spurs have that Spurs fans have that they shouldn't because you don't sack a manager unless you're too unless you're Chelsea and bring another one in and win something like it just on, it's just not, it's not, doesn't happen often. So Mm -hmm. I think like Connor said, you got the guy, whatever happens this season happens, give him the summer. He's going to bring his own, his own, Players, players a lot of play wants. for him. Yeah, players Especially gonna, with all the bankrupt clubs in Italy. It's London. It's, it's London, a new stadium. They have beer that fills up from the bottom. It's Conte. Um, and what more could you possibly ask yeah, for? Besides yeah. handsome, a little older, bit of, suave Italian men and beer that starts at the bottom <laughs> and makes its way to the top. And you get to watch an American football no, game once a season. But, but <laughs> oh my God, the field is turning the, into a football. Is it the, the New York Jets? It's a yeah, mud you get to pit. watch the Jets play football. In the, in there, the there's oh, my God. The Spurs, first for shows, and then the Jets for four quarters. What What did I possibly do to deserve They just go this? make fun of Americans for a full hour yeah, watching that. There, there's a lot to to look forward to right now. And I think, Oh, there are less organized sides that can be on a field. Than yeah. Spurs. That's crazy for, for Spurs, for former, for potential Spurs players. There's a lot to look to with, when it comes to the club. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think my, and my last point too, is like this guy has sort of been forgotten about, uh, but he was in the last issue of scouted football was Pepe Matar Sar. Who's like this amazing attacking midfielder who is still on loan, but like a player who is coming to Spurs next season. And everyone thinks is a, could be a world beater. I don't hear a lot of football writers speaking about him the way oh. that they speak about anybody else. So, where's he at right now? He's at Liel, and like that, and that league is known to be like financially awful, oh. and like those clubs just run out of money to pay players at a rate that's like way higher than in other leagues, and then they have to sell to these players for like really low prices wholesale because they just they literally need the funds to stay afloat. And and Sar is one of those guys where I think we. I think we got him for like twelve or thirteen million, and and yeah. I'm saying, the writers are literally like he's like an eighty to like eighty five million dollar signing. Like he's tall, physical, fast, creative. I think the potential of him is is that we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we do got to move on though. We did yeah. spend a lot of time on Tottenham, Everton. Well, they exist. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Leeds won. Leicester won. A little bit surprising. The game you picked. Yeah. Shout out to those to both those clubs. Leicester just. 
continue to be kind of disappointing. I bang average. Is I don't know that anybody's yeah. job is in jeopardy, but Leeds dominated the game with more shots on target and it's more like, and higher possession. It's weird the drop off that Lester. I mean, has it's had. like currently, if you ask me which coach is more likely to get sacked or which coach would be sacked first, whether it was Brendan Rodgers or Bielsa, I'd say Bielsa, but. He seems to have more, like, I don't know. Are, are fans getting fed up with Rodgers? Is it the players? I don't is think it like- so. I think part of the factor that Leicester's getting a lot more liberties within the league is because, like, they're playing European football this season. That's true. also true. And, and, I mean, they're doing well. They're doing well. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, as Doc, is West I had Ham. whatever. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. But yeah, both in five and six. Europa League, so. Leeds, yeah. Leeds should have <laughs> won the game. Like, Harrison missed a wide-open opportunity. And Rodrigo had a really good opportunity. Yeah, Jalen and I were talking about Harrison's that. Had a that's tough like, season. That was a tough. That's a tough one. It came no, across at Godspeed. It kind of Godspeed <laughs> and it hit him in the side. <laughs> like, dude, that thing was a bullet. <laughs> yes, but it's if you were to finish that, but I don't know, man. I think that's. I mean, I guess yeah, it's hard, but I, dude, I'm, it's hard. It's hard for us as non-professionals. This guy's a professional footballer. The ball's coming in. You, dude, he's like, yes, he's on an angle and. But he's probably like this distance from the goal. The goal line, at least. And the ball hits him in the knee and it goes up and over. I, I, so, on Leeds Twitter, though, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people have not really been super happy with Jack Harrison's play this season. This and season they know he's young, but like he's had a couple bad performances, and I think they're he's starting like, to get... He's losing the young excuse, though. He's yeah. like 25 now. Yeah. And he's a good player. That's seasoned. No. Yeah, yeah, he's seasoned. And I think I think Leeds are just subpar this season, so that's probably part of it, too. Minus like he, Rafinha. He played really well so last season. But yeah, Rafinha is... Rafinha is the only guy who seems to be able to really step up to the task that Leeds needs to. Like, I think we kind of unfairly judge Luke Ayling because he's just not the player that he is featured in that team. Like, he's their point guard. And when he should be like a... A three-point guy. I don't. I don't know. I even know how to put uh, this, but I, he so he just boy. looks like yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, so much is being asked of a lot of players on Leeds, and I think Jack Harrison became one of those guys, and a lot of them just really aren't able to like continue being the guy that they were for stretches of time. Besides Rafinha, I mean, right. he's he's consistently fantastic. Yeah. No. I mean, it's kind of like an expected result from both sides. Maybe not so much Leeds having dominated possession and like. Creating yeah, more chances, but um, I would definitely feel as a Leicester fan or Leicester player and Brendan Rodgers, that's a missed opportunity, considering Leeds' form. Um, but that's the Premier League. I think I'd probably put a, a, a Leicester win. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. You'd think with, with Leeds' form, dude, like you'd think Leeds, that would have been Leeds a safe average bet. Leeds average is like 35%. Yeah, in a game. and they're le- they're leaking goals so bad. So they bad. get scored on so often, and they're not scoring this season. Yeah, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought this was the perfect game for Leicester to actually feel like they beat what was a, what was a good team when they're really just bang average, honestly, or below that. I was gonna say, and it was at Ellen Road, so it's like if they went there, went two three nil, like like you're feeling really good at yourself coming out of there, but they just couldn't get the job done. Harvey Barnes though. Fucking absolute beaut. Yeah, great goal. 12 seconds after or whatever. Off yeah. the kickoff of Leeds. That's that's Leeds. I mean, no need to explain Leeds. They did it for us when conceding that goal. So, yeah. um, But it's good to see him. Jalen and I were talking a little bit about that. He's been quiet this season, but he was coming off like a season ender, right? Came back from a knee injury. Yeah. He just came back at the end of last season and then like got the summer and now he's back fully. Yeah, so it's so. still like it's still early on for him. Good to see him back. 
Arsenal Football Club, three wins on the bounce. Emile Smith-Rowe just gets called up to England. All of a sudden, the sun is shining in North London over at the Emirates. Things are going pretty good. Yeah. They're in fifth. Looking at right outside to right below Liverpool. Two points off. For Pete's sake, two behind Liverpool. Who would have thought that after they started the season 0-3 and, and were everybody's relegation pick? Uh, it sickens me to my gut. But <laughs> they're playing some good ball right now. Yeah, Emile Smith-Rowe is star, starlet of that team. The, Contro- the goal scorer. Controversial goal. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. I can't tell what what's a foul. And what, if it, there was some. There was just some weird stuff going on in this game. I don't know. <laughs> what about, it was freaky. Was, um, yeah, Ranieri was pissed with the whole freaking. What was that about? Whatever. Because it was because of the Smith Rowe goal. Because well, okay. the they, guy was like fouled. Because he ran into Sar, and then Ranieri's trying to say that they should have played the ball out. But I'm like Ranieri, when has the ball? ever been played out that fast. The goal scoring an, opportunity. He was upset about the sportsmanship too, wasn't he? he was yeah, that, about that's it. like it's the because thing. Of that, because they didn't pick the game. Right. Kick like it's like yeah. Sar stayed down and like apparently was injured, but he got up <laughs> shortly thereafter. Sounds to me like a bunch of just but like hocus pocus. Yeah. I mean, every, kind of disappointing the, from Claudio there. Even even the coaching staff was just like <laughs> and like Arteta's you won Premier League, sir. You face bigger blitz than like, that in a season without losing your cool. Arteta's like a gentleman. I feel like he's just like, oh yeah. You could see him when they were like handshaking. He was just like very confused, just like what What do you want? Like what do you want me to do when my players are like? He's not like not like blaming the players, but it's like, why are you getting mad at me? Like it's the it's the play of the game. Like this is what happens. Like yeah, like the referee yeah, could have stopped it. Ref. Yeah, 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 like, like could have called the like a foul. Not yeah. that it was a foul, but like something could have happened. And he has the whistle in his hand. It's not like yeah. Arteta's like celebrating in front of Garnieri and being like. Well, it's not, and it's also not like Saga got injured in the middle of the field and it was like a build up play to a goal. It literally happened, and then and then and yeah. Smith Rowe shot the goal, scored a deflected, <laughs> goal. a classic Smith Rowe goal where he just scores a beauty. Off like a bounce, <laughs> like it's just deflection. He just is like He's gets the on it. King of falling when he shoots, I've also noticed. <laughs> he, all he does is shoot and falls. Whether it's a good shot or a bad shot, he's hitting the deck as soon as that thing goes off his foot. He leans forward a lot. He's a he, doober, man. Yeah. He's like a grade A doober. But gotta keep it under the bar, man. <laughs> yeah, he's gotta keep. The, <laughs> he's an expensive doober, that's for sure. He's oh yeah, gonna get a lot of looks from a lot of clubs. He's sick. He remember, that, remember that potential move room to Aston Villa? Yeah, Aston Villa missed out, man. <laughs> They got yeah. Buendia instead. <laughs> yeah, they really did not get a, a good, uh, a good and Leon Bailey. <clears throat> yeah, Leon Bailey. But yeah, I think I mean Arsenal on the up right now, and we talk about I, we've talked about him a lot, especially last weekend and Arteta. I don't, I don't think they're top four, but I mean Arsenal got any, every reason to believe they could be in a Europa League spot this season. I don't think there's any. Yeah, they're taking the points they need to take right now, and I mean they obviously don't have any other. Competition. I want to see, really I worry want, about. I want to see them against a tops top side, or just. I think they still longer. have a mistake or two in them. I mean, Brighton was. Did they, they could they still drop to a bad team. It's just like before the consistency thing. Like this is where yeah, three wins seems like a lot of wins in a row, and it's great. But like it's the six game stretches, the eight game stretches. Like with teams like Arsenal, that's when you're in that part of the table. That's what you're going to get judged on. And with Christmas rolling around, injuries are going to pop up. I feel like Thomas Partey is going to get an injury, even though I don't want him to, because I like him. Yeah, but he's going to pull his hamstring for the eighth yeah, time. he's yeah. got a couple more in him. We're barely going to be able to do the podcast as many times in December, let yeah. alone let players playing in the field. I'm already exhausted considering our pod yeah, schedule. And they just have such streak, like Arsenal. Like they have these players, but the players already have proven that they're streaky players. So like 
a little bit of downturn in form and then like it's more of like let's get grounded here a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It's like hopefully they can find that like stability and move on from it. But well, in what we'll was see. assuredly the game of the weekend. West Ham three, Liverpool two. Ooh. And you know I I feel I'm, I I personally I'd love to get your guys take. I feel like I just look at West Ham differently now. Like I look at them in way more of a legitimate way than I did. Even when they were on the up with Moyes. Connor, first give your give your spiel. Yeah. Uh I mean uh, no one cares, you lost. Liverpool wasn't <laughs> up to it on the day. I don't think we played. We didn't execute our game plan as Trent expressed post match. Um, I don't think you're giving West Ham enough credit. I think you got outplayed by West yeah. Ham. I wouldn't say it's. I don't think stuck to our game. That was Lord, they they broke on the counter. That's how their opportunities were created. They positioned they themselves two really set well. Pieces. Look, a classic, Graham Lasso made a great a point about response. that. Where that was where they got a lot of their success on the counter was was when West Ham was clearing the ball. They were doing it in, in a way that was really strategic, and players like Jared Bowen and Fernals had so much room on the wings to to create that space, and that was part of their game plan. But I think it's because Liverpool was having trouble breaking them down, and were as creative as they've been in the previous matches. So it led to us throwing numbers forward, and when West Ham broke, they broke. And those those creative players that are deadly on the break had that chance. Like, um, and like Liverpool should have been better on the day. There was obviously questions swirling around the first goal. Uh, I'm not going to blame the loss on that, um, but Ogbonna certainly interfered with Allison's ability to punch the ball. He threw I was a little it. surprised at that call. He, yeah. he threw an arm that like. That was hit Allison's right arm that was going to punch the ball. Not like Allison didn't position himself greatly in that, but like anytime you challenge and obstruct the keeper, and I would have been fine with it if Ogbana had won the ball, but to just like clobber into a goalkeeper and not have a play on the ball, like he obstructed Allison's ability. Like yeah, usually, no, usually yeah. anytime a goalkeeper gets touched in a jump, like a two man jump challenge, like. The whistle gets blown, um, so that I, I think the only reason it like didn't get called is because Akbana went straight up. Like he, it wasn't like a side to side. The, the arm was weird. Though, the, the arm was so, yeah, like, the arm was so like, unnatural. The, but like the Akbana arm like didn't... hit Allison's arm that was like going to potentially punch the ball. Not saying he would have, but like I don't think he actually caused any obstruction. However, I was shocked that it was not overturned. Like looking at the replay in slow motion while uh, I was driving, uh, like looking at it, I was like, oh, there's no way that's absolutely getting called back, but. It was a weird weekend for VAR, honestly. Yeah, there was a lot of like calls that like were made, ARs raising flags. Stuff I, don't, like that. I don't think the officiating for that game was all too good, but yeah, I mean, there was the other, there was a challenge on the challenge on Henderson from Cresswell. I think that was that was incidental. That shouldn't have been a sent. Like he shouldn't have gotten sent off just because it was high on the shin. Yeah, it, the it ball. Did, it did bounce off the ball, so I think that was that was right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Trent, solid I, on the day. Service was great. Obviously, his set see Lawrence's piece. tweet. What? You guys see Lawrence's tweet about that? I did not. He's like, uh, Trent's free kick, free kicks is basically a penalty kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think every person knew that was going right in yeah, when right when sick. he's dead in front of the goal too is where he. Obviously, that's a, a strength for a lot of players who are good on those shots, but. I mean, he really was his free kick side was bred for the directly right in front of the goal. I mean, it is really automatic. But I wanted to ask you what you thought about Michael Antonio's post game, which is always frank and always very honest and very entertaining. For that matter, he's really become a favorite of a lot of people. But uh, 
He said all we did was keep the ball away from Virgil. That was really their main game plan. That was well, every, what, he, what he said. Every time they ran at Virgil, every time I saw a player try to beat Virgil, Virgil just was like, they get just, the fuck yeah, out of here. Dude, he, well, yeah, he Virgil, makes it look so easy. He was so good. He bottled, bodied Antonio a couple times. This is the, the, man, I remember, I remember uh, Arlo White being like, he doesn't like to get his shorts dirty, does he? And they both laughed, and they were like, he just, he just never... Needs to. He's never in such a bad position that he needs to get on the ground. He literally yeah. is always lined up in front of his man perfectly. But... To Mikael Antonio's point, I mean, it was a good one, and it sounded like their game plan worked that day. I think yeah. he, Mikael Antonio himself didn't give enough credit to how well West Ham were as a unit, not on purpose, but, like, it was a good point. I mean, if you if you don't make Virgil, the best thing you can do to a player that good is don't make them involved in the game. That's, right. like, really all you can... Yeah, I think that was part of it. Like, Antonio didn't have too much of an influence on the game, and I think part of his duty was to just, like, occupy Van Dyke. Like, be around and be by Van Dyke so that Van Dyke had to worry about him. In the ball that got through that West Ham scored on the break, Antonio was running shoulder to shoulder, bumped. Van Dyke was, like, trying to come across to make a challenge, but, like, Antonio was between him and the ball where... Van Dyke was covering for Matip, who was nowhere yeah. to be found. I, I think... It's genius. It's it's a, it's genius from West Ham. Like, a, oh, we, it's like, oh, Chelsea's playing Liverpool. Oh, Lukaku versus Van Dyke. Oh, Harry Kane versus Van Dyke. West Ham's like, fuck that. We don't have a striker that's good enough to beat Van Dyke. Let's make let's just make yeah. wide in the game. Let's take good corners, and let's be physical, and let's be chippy and be a pain in the ass, and... Klopp's side is shown in the past couple seasons. Sometimes when you play like that, they are susceptible to, to, to things like that. It's also yeah. showing that like players, center backs, the outer center back and other center back involved are vulnerable and Matip's vulnerable when he's asked when West Ham are moving the way they do. Yeah, the him like marking spatially isn't always the greatest. Yeah. I think that I want I want Klopp to start Kanate because. Kanate, Kanate might not always be making the perfect decisions, like where Van Dyke is the perfect combination of physicality and then bread for a mind defensively. But like Kanate, he has pace that will bail him out in his mismarks or his missed challenges that Matip doesn't have. Yeah. Matip was out of position defensively um, for the goal that happened on the break. And he doesn't have the pace to make up for that mistake. Whereas Kanate, a big enough body, he's strong enough. He can have more of a chance to do that. And I would like to see what he's capable of if he gets regular time in the side. What is taking so long? He's baby Van Dyke. He fucking played. He started against United. And we won 5 now. But that's like, not like a... Yeah, but I, I, so I wouldn't like, count that as like a reason. They, you guys drew the next weekend after that to Brighton. I mean, I, yeah, but I don't, Kanate didn't play. I feel that we haven't... You like, didn't play? No. He's started one game, no, he's hardly bro. That's like I, I feel like we've underused. I thought he played against Brighton. That's why. No, Spurs have underused Romero too, like enough for me. But I'm like, damn, Liverpool don't use Kanate at all, and that was and he's not a even... massive signing in the offseason. That was like, yeah, one of the premier signings made by a Premier League team was because he it's was he's by young. everybody. Klopp takes his time. What was certain? It, it was Klopp's like only big signing this summer, and he doesn't play him. That's why it's significant. But, like, he takes the time. Like, he, he has that slow Im- implementation. And, like, it's, like, easy to point the finger now. But, like, honestly, why do we need to play him when with the form that we've been in? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Matip started phenomenally, and then he sat a couple games, yeah. and now it's, like, he seen, it seemed Matip. like he was that, like, half step off that made a difference. But, 
Liverpool, I mean, it's time to pick up the pieces. Our league form really hasn't been that great lately. Um, we obviously had the dominant win at United, but we've had a, a couple draws like coming into the mix. Yeah. Um, we have four draws on the season. And the reality of the situation is this is Liverpool's first loss all season, all competitions. Yeah. We haven't lost a game all season. Mm-hmm. So um, it comes at an inconvenient time where Chelsea drop points and City get points. But... We're it's there. also a main reason not to be like, yeah. oh my god, you know. Like, yeah, I'm trying not to freak out, and I think it is a good. All right, like we lost the match. It was to West Ham. That's the fourth best team in the Premier League, and I don't think there's many arguments that can be made for that. It's, yeah, I think that with current form, it would probably go uh, City, Chelsea, probably one, two. Take your pick there. Liverpool probably yeah, three, and then West really Ham is four. Behind. West Ham has beat City this season. They beat Spurs. Liverpool. They beat Spurs. They beat. They might even have beaten. I don't know if it was Chelsea or United. They haven't played United yet, but they beat City in the cup competition. So it yeah. might have yeah. been. Oh no, no. They, so they beat United in the cup competition. So like, yeah, it was a good segue because I did want to. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I, I mean, said, I don't. I don't look at whereas last season. Under Moyes, I look at West Ham and I go, "Wow, that's you know that's a team that's really transforming, just on the, like on Villa. the up kind of thing, just, just yeah. like Villa. Yeah. Wow, just like Wolves. Look at them." And then I'm like, "No, just like just like Sheffield. Like, like this team is first like season a hundred times better than even most people have given them credit for." And this game was a great indicator of that. I it's till the end, West Ham, man. I'll be very surprised if they don't remain in this conversation for the rest of the season. They, I hope they do. The depth I, is one yeah, thing that do doesn't too. concern yeah. me because, especially now that they're playing in Europe, it's going to get more congested. This holiday period will be very telling for everybody. But, man, oh, man. I mean, especially on Sunday, they were a joy to watch top to bottom. I mean, yeah. young players. David Moyes made a comment, too. He said Declan Rice was a $100 million player. That price is out the window. That would be higher than that now, making him who would be the most expensive Premier League signing ever. So they have a young player in the midfield who is like a, becoming a classic world beater. Uh, ben Johnson, I think, is the other defender. Ben Johnson's really, really young good. young player has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Fornells and, and Jared Bowen have been unbelievable in the wings. Mikhail Antonio's doing bits. I mean, like... Suchetch yeah. is like... A six-five goal scorer. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. It's like, like one of the best defense. You'd have to argue that's one of the best midfield pairings. Suchik next to Rice. West Ham's yeah. like the last team I'd want to play right now. Like yeah. they really, really are. The one thing is, you gave a their depth. So there was the the commentators were stating that they've started the same eleven for the last like six or seven Premier League matches. Yeah, like. It is 11 guys, and, like, they like do the have some guys there, to bring off the bench, but, like, if someone picks up a knock, we'll have to they see. They also have Europe, too, which is, like, Boss, I think this is a mistake. It says we play uh, nine games in December. No, that's – we're doing that. <laughs> well, I think, we're going to have to I do that. That's real. I think they have to have a busy January. Yeah. To an extent. Like, hopefully Moyes – because they have money. Like, hopefully Moyes can say, like, hey – I'm going even to just need role more. players, like even just guys oh, to yeah. be like, not like, oh, it's a cup comp. Let's throw these three guys. Yeah. Exactly. You know they need mean? squad players. And Rama in. level guys, and there are a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them floating on the market. Great on the left side. Mm-hmm. He played yeah. a really good game. He's really good. like people thought he was going to come in and score a bunch I of wish, goals. I that was like what they asked of him. Fucking. But now um, it's like a more important role than that. No, what he does now, he's like creates, and he's just like. Yeah, creates he opportunities for his team. He glides with yeah. the ball. You can't take that off him. Oh, no. So I think he's finding a better role for himself than what was asked of him last season or expected of him last season. Because mm-hmm. he, no, he was like a nobody. Like, he barely played last season. Yeah. 
Moyes was super happy too on the touchline. I mean, what do you guys think? Up. Like, like match week thirty four is concluded. Do you think West Ham are anywhere in the top four? Anywhere near it? I think they could be five or six. Again. I don't think they're top four. I think they're top. I think they're sixth. I'd say fifth sixth. right now. I'd would be my sixth. pick for them. It's tough with Arsenal hitting form. It's just tough with the with the string of games that they're going to face over the course of December. And like, yeah, I, I would have. And I, I with can't European comps until January, I can't say anything right now. I don't know, truly. And no, like, I don't United's know. going to get points. United's in shit form right now, but they still sit. They'll get points. They'll they'll be. Yeah. They'll so be, it's like, and like, what if Leicester just decides to finally show up? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of teams that. There's can a get way. Out. There's a way that the table always falls and. There's always Everything kind of shakes itself yeah, back into place. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean, but yeah. And the deeper West Ham go in these other competitions, the more it hurts them. In they're the going to have play. to sacrifice like the like Carabao it, Cup or Europe. Where are they prioritizing? Do you think a Champions League spot, or if they're like they definitely doing well in Europa? They definitely don't give a fuck about Europa. You don't no, think? They I should, think they'd rather win an English trophy. Dude, but remember when like Wolves were in Europa League and they were it was like the greatest thing ever, and like everybody in Wolverhampton <laughs> was like. I think the Europa League is shit. one of the most like forgettable trophies. No, no, they it's never... so imp- it's so still difficult to win though. Like, I know, I know. Such a... Europa League when they were yeah, they, yeah when they one of the seasons they got promoted they were like up high enough for it. and I think like the qualifications had dropped down low enough because Wolves had finished oh, like, when they qualified they finished they qualified. like yeah, seventh yeah. even yeah. when they were in the group That's stages sick. it was like they were like this is the coolest fucking no, they thing made, ever they like, made it to the quarterfinal I'm pretty sure under Nuno yeah so like yeah like I think it I think. To get into Europe and not try and make a statement in it is well, you're they might there. think they yeah. might think you're, they might see Europa League as like a big fucking deal. Like, oh, we're playing, we're in European. Dude, competition if they, if right they now, win a like, Europa League, oh, this midweek, season? yeah, we have a European competition. That'd be crazy, oh, if we got to get home. Yeah. <laughs> we're in, we're playing in Europe. Oh, Champions Dude, they probably we're give, playing in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think that'd be I think it'd be stupid for them not to go for Europa League and try and solidify another Europa League spot. And if they solidify that. Then they get Champions League. Also, it's like, yeah, fuck it. They go win Europa League. They'll be playing in the biggest yeah, competition if they win in the Europa world. League, I'll probably just stop They're watching. Guaranteed Champions League at that point. So, yeah, if I have to watch West Ham get a title, I don't know if my little old heart can take it. Don't beat like Sevilla. the biggest, the biggest club in London besides wait, Chelsea. Wait, when you're holding your conference league trophy, be <laughs> with with how good Palace are playing and fucking Brentford, we're like the sixth best club in London at this point. <laughs> Yeah. And we could fit every team's stadium inside of our stadium and still have standing room seats available. <laughs> it's absolutely But no fucked. beer from the bottom, so. I mean, that's match week 11. I was entertained. It was a crazy yeah, was, one. one. Felt like I got my money's worth, and it was free, so it's definitely a good bargain. Thank God yeah. I saw the record button being... Um, thank God. It, thank God it was green when I saw it. Thank that God. Yeah. Turn it on. I swear you pressed it. No, I pressed the intro song. There's a lot of red buttons that go on here. Yeah, we should probably switch that, huh? Yeah. Both red buttons. Have like when Michael you Davis is in here. switch the colors. Well, yeah, you could I... put the sound on, like, the purple button. Yeah, I can do that. All right, no. um, Andrew, run it back, dude. Guys, fans. Your time to shine. Thank you for... <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Um, as always, follow the Hallowers Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Follow Linktree. All our content is there as well as well as our um, episode platforms. We will be back very, very soon. Stay tuned. Pleasure, boys. Peace. Cheers.